Welcome to the Writer's Block. I am your host, Jennifer Harris, freelance writer, blogger, and indie author. The Writer's Block exists to give resources, tools, and visibility to other indie authors, especially minority writers, writers of color, and black writers. Let this podcast serve as a haven for all of you who need light in these dark times and who may not have a soft place to fall just yet. Even for those of you who have a desire to write and need support to keep going. Get your pens, get your paper, we're about to circle the block. Toni Morrison said in her book, The Source of Self-Regard, when when, uh, related to the topic of James Baldwin, how her love became deeper in his presence. It changed in his presence. And I cannot imagine what it it must have been like for her to try and eulogize this man. This man now who has been gone from us 40 years, 40, almost 40 years, that um, in compiling all the work that he did and the writing that he did, she said that he has written or had written 6,895 pages. The Bible is not 6,895 pages. When I heard this, as I was going through her book, there was a portion of me that was writer and woman in black that was elated because I did not know that his work, well, I knew his work was prolific and I quote it often, especially on in this space, especially in this time. But I did not know that he had that much work. That's poetry and essays and letters and God knows whatever else that that they found that he wrote. And James Baldwin didn't even live to see 70. But he wrote and he wrote and he wrote and he wrote and he wrote books and fiction and essay pieces and gave lectures and the fact that this black man his legacy is counted in pages was monumental to me it was monumental in that it gave me hope it gave me hope that if someone can count James Baldwin's pages Maybe somebody can count my pages. And maybe, perhaps, someone can count your pages. I'm often taken aback when I run across people who don't value what it takes to truly sit down and write a book. Or what it would take to truly sit down and write a poem or prepare a lecture or to teach those various concepts that make both possible in any public format. 
I'm taken aback because it lets me know that sometimes, more often than not, we really don't value what it takes to truly be an artist. That sometimes, more often than not, people think that artists are flighty and fleet and fleeting and not as talented as they're souped up to be. But it is a total different animal to truly see someone who looks like you with that body of work. With truly that body of work. That you have to understand that for James Baldwin to actually have written that volume of work, how dedicated he had to be to the craft. Day in, day out. How dedicated he had to be to the craft. How much of himself he left for us. Whom I pray that he prayed we would find. His legacy is taken is the equivalent almost of six copies of War and Peace. War and Peace is over 1,200 pages. He wrote five times that. The thing that is so extraordinary about being a writer in this dispensation of time and being a black writer in this dispensation of time, it feels that you can't write fast enough. I was joking with some friends of mine that I now write in miles per hour rather than words per minute because that's exactly how it feels I should be writing. It feels like I should be writing everything and anything at all times. It feels that if it feels disingenuous to not write at this point at this point in time. There were portions of history by which it was illegal for me being in this black female body that I was not allowed or afforded the opportunity to read and write anything. So it feels disingenuous to sit on such talent because, quote unquote, writing about something would make somebody uncomfortable. My goal as a writer is not to give you comfort. If it happens, great, awesome. Can I write something by which from that vantage point of giving you comfort? Of course I can. But sometimes the things that I have to say are not comforting. They're not comforting. They're not meant to be comforting. They're meant to record. They're meant to imply what is wrong. If I could just steal one of um, my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies that I've watched now to draw strength, which is V for Vendetta, where uh, Evie in the movie tells V that her father told her, artists use lies to tell the truth. And I believe that. Sometimes writers will use fiction to demonstrate something that is so heinous that it, that it can only be viewed through that, through that filter of fiction. One of those things is 1984 by George Orwell. Because we're living in a Big Brother time now. And he wrote that book not in 1984. But there are things that 
you have to confront as a writer that can only be done through the veil of poetry or fiction or if you are truly brave enough to truly do nonfiction. But what you have to remember is that it has to be done. Baldwin says, you know, as a, as a writer, you have to do your work. You have to do your work. And in doing your work, sometimes that work is hard. Sometimes that work is thankless. Sometimes that work is scary. Sometimes that work requires you to embrace the parts of yourself that may not be as visible to the world around you as they need to be. Sometimes you have to remember that to be a writer means you need to leave a map for somebody else. One of my favorite quotes by Baldwin is actually... Um, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's mo it's common, um, but I don't think it's often quoted. And uh, here it is. The poet or the revolutionary is there to articulate the necessity, but not, but not until, but not until the people themselves apprehend it, not until the people themselves apprehend it. Perhaps it can be done without the poet, but it certainly can't be done without the people. The poet and the people get along very the poet and the people get along generally very badly, and yet they need each other. The poet knows it sooner than the people do. The people usually know it after the poet is dead, but that's all right. The point is to get your work done, and your work is to change the world. That is my most often quoted personally quoted uh wisdom of James Arthur Baldwin. It is that quote that I draw strength from on a day-to-day -day basis. That, again, the poet or the revolutionary is there to articulate the necessity, but until the people themselves apprehend it, it being the necessity or the need, nothing can happen. And Baldwin also warns that there is something terribly wrong with a nation when it ceases to produce poets, when it ceases to produce artists, when it ceases to produce those with that ability to separate reality from fantasy, but yet use fantasy to dictate and reveal realities, to reveal inequities, to reveal evils and inequalities, and then to leave hope. So... When I see these or think of these 6,895 pages, all I can think is, thank you, Mr. Baldwin. Thank you for thinking enough of the writers who would follow you to leave something for us. Thank you for making your gift available to us even these years later. And even thinking about it now, that um, James Baldwin actually died the year I started, the year I was actually in first grade. And that was 1987. So James Baldwin hasn't even been dead 40 years. And we're still now 
it feels like, well, I guess you could say it now, about a generation later after his passing, people are now realizing just how brilliant more so that he was. Giving him those accolades that he never truly received in life as he should have. Yes, was he respected. Yes, was his, was his voice heard. Yes, was he brilliant. Yes, was he prolific. But it hits different now. 6,895 pages tells me that he had more to say than what people really b believe or give him credit for. And sometimes the detriment of this gift is people may not hear everything you have to say until you're not there to say it. But yet you need to say it anyway. You need to say it anyway. You need to write it down anyway. Because somebody, somewhere, will eventually need what you have to say and use your words to keep going. So let us begin to build the bridges one word at a time. fellow storytellers, oracles, and other writing troublemakers, it is that time again for me to leave you to your thoughts and words. Remember to follow the Writer's Block Podcast on social media. You can find us at the Writer's Block Official on Instagram and the Writer's Block Podcast on Facebook. If you are interested in advertising with us, would like a book to be recommended, or know an indie author who needs more shine, make sure, pretty please, to email us at circletheridersblock at gmail.com. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC based out of San Antonio, Texas for all audio production and mixing. Remember, you have the power to bend blank pages to the will of your pen. See you all again next time when we circle the block.